Hi, and welcome back to Showing Up Whole. Today, we're talking about fresh starts, new beginnings, but mostly releasing what needs to be released, forgiving what you can forgive, and letting go. Hi, and welcome back. I'm Christina Fletcher, and this is Showing Up Whole, the space where you can balance, find balance with all of yourself, mind, body, heart, and spirit. It's a new year, and while we've already been starting it and are flowing with it, there's been a lot of interesting energy in the air the last last little while. I had actually approached the topic of releasing uh, as a podcast episode for the end of 2020, and yet as fate would have it, it kind of got scrambled somewhere in the processing and we couldn't use it. So I saw it as a bit of a universal sign that it was important to hold off and wait. And actually, I'm really glad that we did. This is such an important topic. And in so many ways, it's, it's too big to use for simply approaching the end of the year. Releasing uh, work and forgiveness work is the basis of inner work. And I want to kind of look at why that is. We have a bit of a, a bit of a misconception, I think, about what releasing really looks like, mainly also what healing really looks like. Because what we tend to do if we're not careful is spend a lot of time in our pasts. When you start on the path of inner work, it's really, really tempting to look into your past, look into all the events that have shaped you to being the person that you are today, but also look into the past in the concept of all the things that went wrong or all the mistakes you made. There's a tendency to really focus in on guilt and that heavy experiences. You can also look at the times that people let you down or the people who mistreated you. And the reason why I bring this up before diving into talking about releasing work is that it can be so easy to fall into the trap of spending all of your time in the past. A lot of times people forget to talk about how when we go into the past, we literally are transporting ourselves there. Time is a little bit more uh, elusive than we give it credit for. And where attention goes, energy flows. So if you throw your energy behind you and send it into the past, you are calling that energy forward. A great way of describing this is if you imagine going to a high school reunion. You know, when you go to any reunion or even your childhood home, you automatically assume the person you were. You know that all of the people from high school are going to see you the way that you used to be. There will be very little chance or very little room for you to express the new version of yourself. Instead, you go back into the space of who you were. And the funny thing is, is the minute you find yourself into an old building, The energy of that building seems to find you and pull out all of the parts of you of who you were. You immediately find yourself back into high school. It's the same when you're looking into your past. 
The person you were is who you were then. And if you pull yourself back into the energy of that situation, if you're not aware of it, you will actually simply bring forward that same energy space. And that's where releasing work comes in. I'm actually heading into a study program of my course, Step Into Your Light, over this coming week. And the very first thing we do there is rather than dive into the great question of healing, which is another topic altogether, but we'll touch on it in a minute. Rather than focusing on that, the first step to do is to practice your own inner connection. How do you connect to your spirit, to your soul? How do you connect to your heart? How do you tune in to your divine source? What are your beliefs of divine source? What is the vocabulary you use around your divine source? And how do you anchor in that? We do this first so that then that becomes your starting point. It becomes who you are in your now. And then you can tiptoe back into the past with the knowledge that you can always find your way home. This is who you are now, in this moment here and now. So why do releasing work at all? Why, if you are here and now, and all that's gone before was just to take you here, why do the releasing work? Well, it's an interesting thing, because the truth is, is that when you are in the here and now, No matter what, your body holds memories of all of the different experiences that it has felt. Every time you've had that impulse of fight or flight, every single time your brain has assimilated stories that define you as you, it it stores it and it keeps practicing it. Neural pathways become formed and no matter how much you want to lift yourself to the space of being the best version of yourself at all times, there still is those weights that seem to hang about your neck. So therefore, releasing, clearing, forgiving, all of those steps are a question of shaking off that weight. I mentioned earlier how I, that the concept of healing is also a big topic. And I just wanted to quickly touch on that. Healing is such a big topic is because people can get very caught up is the process of their healing. And just like looking past into the past will always pull you into the past. You want to kind of tiptoe around the concept of always seeing yourself as healing and in a state of healing. It's really important within this to also focus on the fe- finding the feeling of being healed. Once you've done releasing work, you've done the releasing work. And when you've done that releasing work, then you can start practicing the feeling of having released. Okay, so releasing work. A- an image that comes up with this uh, that someone told me a while ago, I can't remember who, they told me that, you know, you imagine that you're wearing um, a Velcro suit and 
There's loads of Velcro balls that have stuck to you over time. And negative energy, negative experiences, negative um, interactions with people, they're like those Velcro balls that have stuck to you. And the more you have on you, the more you get weighed down. So energetically, these kind of sit there attached to you. And one way you can actually you know, release them or an image that you can take with you is the idea of shaking them off. And actually a good shaking meditation is a great foundational practice to release the less attached moments of negativity. For instance, if you go into a shop and you have a little bit of an awkward moment uh, with someone there, or if you have an awkward phone call and you just don't like the feeling, you know, you naturally just kind of go, Ugh, and you shake. So taking that a little bit further and actually shaking negative energy off actually will give you a sense of freedom and release. But when we actually dive into inner work, of course, this has a little bit more of a deep dive. So there's a few ways of seeing this, but I think the concept, and working through this, but the concept of seeing this as energy, I have found as vitally important. Uh, you may have heard of the process called cord clearing. And Someone finally, a few years ago, when someone explained to me cord clearing, and actually I took part in a cord clearing when I just first started on the path of energy healing, uh, the explanation really rang so true. So whenever you are in an engagement with any person, when you are interacting with anyone, energy is exchanged. There is a energy flow from you to them. And usually in most interactions, as soon as you disengage from the interaction, that energy also disengages. Now, sometimes when you have a more charged interaction, the energy becomes spiky and that spiky energy flies at each other and actually hooks into your field. So you can almost imagine energy hooking in to your field from someone else. And at the same time, when you engage with someone in that, whether on the receiving end of abuse or in anger and you are piling it onto them, no matter what, your energy interacts and hooks into them. So really, when you see it like that, you can actually visualize this energy exchange where you're connected. And yes, by all means, you can easily let your mind trail back into different serious negative experiences. And it doesn't feel comfortable to imagine having your energy hooked in to these experiences. It's the same too as what we were talking about with the high school reunion. When you have an energy hook into the past, where you are connected and part of you remains into these experiences. So, how do you claim your energy back? How do you release it from the past or for someone else's energy? This is really where most traditions would bring in the concept of forgiveness. And over centuries of time, forgiveness has really been this process of release. 
Unfortunately, somewhere along the English language, the concept of forgiveness has started to feel unsatisfying. There's a sense of forgiving someone, which basically means that you're just letting it go and not pushing blame and not being angry anymore. You're going to diminish the emotional charge with the word forgiveness, but that doesn't always spark the feeling of an energetic release. It might have a long time ago, but words have a tendency to uh, evolve the same as all human invention. And words tend to create a new response as generations pass. So I have found that working with my clients, the word forgiveness just doesn't do it as much anymore. But if it does work for you, then by all means, I want you to continue doing so because it really is the same intention as release. I bring this up because one of the major processes that you can do entirely on your own for release work and energetically shifting, releasing your energy from someone else is the simple process of the Hawaiian traditional prayer, the Ho'oponono. And I probably say that wrong because I do all the time. But still, the Ho'oponono is one of the most amazing, energetically powerhouse embodiment of release energetic work. So it simply is four sentences. And these four sentences transform your entire energetic engagement into something you need to let go of. Now, like I said, traditionally, forgiveness is a it was always the root of release work. And so traditionally, this, the hope no-no, is based in forgiveness. Therefore, traditionally, those four sentences read as, I'm sorry, please forgive me, I thank you, and I love you. Now, when I energetically went into the Ho'oponono, I really found that I couldn't find that deep release. And then I was really reminded of that energy cord clearing, those hooks that would either be within me or within someone else extending from me. So I usually offer the two versions of Ho'oponono to anyone I work with. And the version that I tend to work on with myself is, I'm sorry, I release you, I thank you, and I love you. Now, I have talked to numerous clients through this process, and it's amazing how often different sentences trigger different people. So let's just work with the intention that's behind these processes. First of all, I'm sorry. The I'm sorry, sometimes people come to me and they say, but I'm not the one who did anything. It was from them. Why am I saying sorry? You're saying sorry simply because It takes two to tango, as I usually say. It takes two people to create a situation. You, on some level, are a co-creator with other people. And therefore, this experience happens, and you acknowledging your presence within that and saying sorry that my presence led to this as well, creates an ease in your vibration. So you start off with, 
I'm sorry. Then the I release you. As you say the words, I release you, you imagine that hook unhooking and being released to the back to their per- the other person or to the past or to your past self. You can do this practice over numerous situations and it doesn't need to be always about an interaction with another person. But if you imagine your energy being released back to another person, you can also within that release Imagine your energy being unhooked and brought back to you. Because even if your energy is being hooked in another, you're still holding on to them. So I release you gives the sense of those two people or the situation in you separating and forming their own energetic spaces. I thank you. I thank you acknowledges and appreciates the fact that because of that situation happened, then you became the person that you are today. Because of that moment, you became this version of you. By knowing what you didn't want, you know what you do. And so by saying thank you, you are acknowledging and appreciating that shift. And then I love you. When you say I love you, you literally are showering that other person with love and light and sending them on their way in that bubble of who they really are. Because every single person on this planet is at their core, true positive energy. Every single person has their own inner angel or spiritual presence, their spiritual essence. And acknowledging that you send them love, you are holding space for that best version of them. The release and shift that happens when you practice the Ho'oponono is massive. And that's not to say, though, that sometimes you do have to practice numerous times. Homeostasis, that wonderful power that keeps us in neural pathways that we've practiced over time, will often give this a little bit of a a redo uh, or make it impossible to move on as, as it will keep practicing the old stories. So practicing the hope, no, no, over a certain situation or person over and over and over again, reprograms your brain. It not only releases it energetically, allowing you to move forward, but it also releases the, changes the neural pathway so that you know you are whole again whole again. Like this is, this is as, that is how momentous this can be. It can be as truly a place of reclaiming yourself from a situation and finding wholeness within. You'll, you'll probably see a number of people talk about cord clearings and by all means, like even when I work with clients, occasionally I will find things that need to be released in an energetic field and I'll just clear those cords or release those attachments or let things go. But you having it within yourself means that you do have that practice of changing your neural pathways. That whenever that person or situation rises up within you, and honestly, sometimes they rise up again after clearing six months before, they will show up again in new light and you go, ah, it's still bothering me. So you just release again. And that within yourself, that gives you the tools to not only 
reconnect to your energy, but also retrain your mind. It's, it's profound how lighter you will feel the more you practice this form of release. And by all means, of course, it always helps to have an energy clearing or practice some energy work or do self-reiki or something to truly clear the field, focusing on your feet, allowing this to be released. If you need to have someone come and clear it out, by all means, like these are things that you listen to within. And so therefore you can feel lighter and lighter still. But knowing that you don't have to hold on to the weight of everything you've experienced transforms everything. And it's interesting how it transforms relationships as well, because it doesn't need to always be a process of only releasing the people who are no longer in your life. You can have people in your life who you love with all your heart, and yet something can niggle you or upset you or you feel always triggered whenever you're with them. And those are little indicators that your energy is still mingled with them in in a corded, cord, a, a hooked way, that you're hooked into their energy field. So you can practice the hope, no, no, release them and allow them to have their own field. And then even if you see them every day, you're still going to find that you are from a new reset point. That you're from a space where you can see them anew and they can see you anew because you're standing in your own energetic space. I have seen relationships transformed when this approach is taken because it means that you're not holding each other into the past or to events or defining each other based on what's been. Instead, you are simply being together, allowing new energy to flow. And the other person will feel it. They might be confused by it, but they still will feel it. Okay, so that was a lot to cover. And I'm, I think it's so vitally important though to continually practice this conversation and dive deeper into this conversation. Because like I said, I was going to do it at New Year's. It seemed like an important thing to do at New Year's because releasing 2020 energetically seemed vitally important. And yet when it didn't, when it didn't end up turning out, it seemed like there was a deeper importance to it. So try it. No harm can come in releasing the energy of a negative experience. Allow yourself to shift your energy and release what's been or release a negative experience. Start small. You could even start practicing the hope no-no over a small interaction with someone. Uh, someone, you know, you're in a traffic jam and you get cut off. Anything that helps shift energy to continue it flowing and claiming your own energy energy back so you can energetically be whole within yourself. Okay. It's a big topic. And by all means, you can always email me and ask for more information. Like I said, I am working through my Step Into Your Light program starting, well, actually starting on Friday the 22nd and of January. And, but it's also a self-led course that's over on my website. So you can always check that out. Of course, you can always contact me if you want to work together regarding releasing what's been. And no matter what, just know that within you is the ability to clear and cleanse your energy field. You can give a good shake 
Every morning can be a new reset point. You can release and allow. And also remember that energy is always flowing to you. It is always available to be accessed and allow that energy to flow through so that you fully release. Okay. Have a beautiful week, everyone. Love and light.